This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, man. That game sucked. That game sucked. It is another edition of the Hopes Podcast brought to you by the lovely wonderful Miller Lite celebrate responsibly official partner of the Philadelphia Phillies uh, a a great weekend to drink Miller Lights as always a less good re- weekend for the uh, other side of that partnership uh, Jack the Philadelphia Phillies uh, man and you know it's so funny because they lose the first two and obviously we're all bummed and you know expectations coming into the series and all that and and then, you know, they win the second game yesterday and, you know, they have a 4 nothing lead, a 7-4 lead, a 8-7 lead, and runners on in the bottom of the ninth and the whole thing. And, uh, man, um, it, you know, that was like the most old school, you know, as in the last four years, Philly's loss we've had in a while. That was a, a gut punch, tough, tough, tough loss today. Um, and look, in the grand scheme of things, I ultimately think the Mets are just better. You know, Larry Anderson said it during the broadcast. I was listening when I was trying to put Zoe down and, and he was just like, you know, ultimately they're losing to a better team and they are, but man, Jack, it would have been such a different feeling right now if they had just found a way to, to not blow it today. Yeah. Let me tell you how little I care about saying that the Mets are a better team. Like I just, I know I, I could not. It's not Terrence. doing it for you. No, it's not. It's not making me feel any better. Um, today was the most mad. <laughs> today sucked. Today was the most mad I've been at a Phillies game uh, since Game Five in 2011. Like I haven't been that angry about a game in a while. Like really, this whole weekend, it was just, it was an awful weekend. It really was. And yeah, if they were, thank God for Bailey Falter. For saving the weekend from being like a total disaster, right, Jack? That's just how, like we always. That's how it. bad the weekend was. That if it weren't for Bailey Falter, it would have been an all-time horrible weekend. Instead, it was just a really bad weekend. Yeah, and like how I walked into this weekend feeling was like, I don't think this is going to determine their their playoff outcome. I like, I don't think this is going to do any of that. Like, I I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I. I I still think they're a good baseball team. Like I don't leave this weekend thinking the Phillies are a bad baseball team, but I walked in this weekend saying, "Show me how good you are. Show me if you've really changed." And what this weekend just makes me feel is they're good. They're not winning the playoffs good yet. And it the thing that annoyed me the most was the first two games it genuinely felt like they were afraid to play the Mets. And they were they were like, we don't belong on the same field as this team. And instead of being the aggressor, they, they played games on their heels. And I just, I don't know why. I don't know why they chose this weekend to be like, oh, I don't know if we're that good. Like, go out, be aggressive, and show the Mets that you're here and and you're going to compete and you're just as good as them. But how I feel leaving this weekend is that Mets team is really good. 
they are a really good baseball team. I think they're going to win the National League, and we'll see what happens in the World Series. Like, I think they are that good. And the Phillies got out executed this weekend. Uh, the Mets have a different style of offense. They put the ball in play. Uh, they have a bulldog and Chris Bassett as their number three. It was a, a woefully— Steve, Chris Steve Traxel Bassett with the, the way he pitches. Jesus. That's a really old reference. I don't know Steve Traxel. human rain uh, delay because he pitched so slow. They called him the human uh, rain delay. Bassett takes forever. He's like Gibby but worse. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and and the fact that you had Wheeler, you had Nola, you had Gibby. I, obviously, Suarez is his team's three right now, but Gibby is is one of their four best pitchers. Um, and they lost three of those starts. And and to, to top it off with today's utter disaster, um, you know, obviously they had four nothing. Vibes were good. Like if they won today, how things were trending it was like, all right, I could I could easily take that. I will take a, a split against the Mets at home. But to go and lose in that fashion, it is it, it just feels like the Mets are in this team's head. And uh, for me personally, just an absolutely devastating weekend and just a devastating way oh, to, to just to top it off. Like today was awful. Like why the why in the world I is know. Tyler Sear coming into that game? I know. It's a one-run game in the in the ninth. I it's a one-run game. Oh, and shocking it ended up mattering. Just just put in Coonrod or uh, or whatever. Like and then, I know. The, then the ninth inning is, is, is they would have tied the game up. I mean, it's just that's it was it, I was again. You want to know what makes the matters worse is that I I didn't get to see the last like two innings because I was sprinting to get home as fast as possible to try to catch the end. So I had to, I had to like sit there in my car oh. um, and uh, just a, a it was just a really really disappointing weekend and um, like. I, I think people go very quickly to here comes another collapse. This team's not that good. This team's not that I I'm not there at all. Like I, I think this is still a good team. I just legitimately feel like Pedro in 04 talking about how the Yankees are, are their daddy or whatever. I think the Mets are this team's daddy. Like I just, and that's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. And uh, yeah, just a, uh, a disappointing weekend. Yeah, well, look, I think that's the interesting thing. To your point, Tim Kelly had a good tweet uh, over the weekend where uh, the Phillies are 20 games above 500 against every other team other than the Mets. Like, it really is not that this team can't beat good teams and hasn't beaten good teams. I mean, look, just look at the fact that the you know, three teams essentially that they're competing with for, for a playoff spot, you know, for all intents and purposes, the Cardinals, the Brewers, and the Padres, they won the season series against each of those teams. You know, they have they are not, you know, unable to beat a good baseball team or a, at least a, a playoff-level baseball team. But, yeah, the Mets are just – the Mets are better, like flat out a better team. I mean, you didn't even mention not just the Phillies had their guys going, but, you know, you didn't have to face – DeGrom and Scherzer this weekend too and you know we're going oh it's great and you know you lose three or four and that that sucks but you know it is really a it feels like a real a Mets thing like not a, a Phillies first good teams thing and that's not okay either you know I'm not excusing it but it is it is interesting that it does really just seem to be this uh this thing with the Mets um all right I want to dive into a lot of the weekend stuff first look because this is obviously we're going to be a bummer. And honestly, I, as we'll see, you know, 
in classic Iobes fashion, I'm actually pretty chill. You know, that sucked today. It was a horrible loss. But to the stat I just read, I, I do think it's a weird thing when they play the Mets. I expect this team to beat the bad teams coming up. I think they're a playoff team, like Jack said, too. They're still, I believe, like a game and a half up on the Brewers, which is really two and a half up when you talk about that tiebreaker we just talked about. They're still a half game behind the Padres with a game in the loss column to make up. Like, it's okay. Like, the injuries are tough. We're going to talk about that. But, you know, Harper's coming back. There's stuff to get excited about. Um, but we'll, we'll get into some of the negatives and some of the bummer from the weekend. But first, let me let me, let me me spin a quick positive. Because, yes, the, the baseball game sucked this weekend. But... I got a, a a quick shout out to first and foremost Cindy Webster, who is like the best human on the planet, and said to me a long time ago, "I want to do like this big thing for Zoe's first game, and you got to let me do it." And I was like, "Yeah, of course, like sure." And finally, after a pandemic and all kinds of uh, scheduling issues, like we finally did Zoe's first game on Friday night. And uh, boy, did Cindy not lie about doing a, a big thing. It was, um, it was again, you know, as much as I'll, I'll remember tonight's loss or today's loss because that sucked, or I should say today and tonight's because it was like eight million hours long. Um, I will definitely, uh, you know, someday uh, not remember it. Whereas, uh, you know, the game Friday night and going for Zoe's first game, first Phillies game, first baseball game. Uh, I will definitely never forget that. And uh, other than them losing the game, it was a perfect night because of Cindy Webster and because of a lot of people at the Phillies. Like I, I was going through it with with Emily and and Zoe hit the uh, basically the kid uh, everything on the kid bingo card at a baseball game that you want. She hit it all in her first game. Essentially, you know, uh, uh, personal me with the fanatic. We had the best seats I've ever had at a baseball game right behind home plate, like first row, uh, personalized jersey, unlimited food, which was ice cream, cotton candy, and candy, essentially, for her. She was on the Jumbotron on TV. She got a baseball, like an inning-ending ball they brought, a Phillies employee brought over to, to her. She got to meet Fransky and Murph. She got to meet Jamie Apote. She got all this awesome, amazing stuff, and... uh and shout out to Zoe, stayed the entire game, a three-hour and 40-minute baseball game, Jack. On the way out, she said, can I sleep at the ballpark? So that's how, I swear to God, Emily can verify it. And if you come to High Hopes Night, you can verify that too, because Zoe will, and Emily will be there. More on that later. Um, but uh, but stayed the whole game, uh, had a blast. Um, it It is, uh, again, uh, a night that I would have remembered for the rest of my life no matter what. Um, going to baseball games, my dad is like my single number one most formative, memorable thing that we did. Like if we went to hundreds of them, we went on trips, we went to tons of Phillies games all over, you know, everywhere, New York, everything. Um, so uh, to get to do it with Zoe and to get to make it like such a magical, amazing experience. Uh, quick thank you to a couple people just for making it happen at the Phillies. Kevin Tedesco made like the seats and the food and all stuff amazing happened. Francis Winky, who gave us the uh, Zoe personalized jersey, the number three jersey. Zoe, who's the most popular three in in Philadelphia? I don't know. Is it Zoe? I'm just saying. Uh, Troy Satin, uh, who is best friend of the fanatic Tom Burgoyne, another you know even closer friend of the fanatic, you could say. Uh, how about this, Jack? I sent this to you. 
Charlie Manuel, sending out Charlie Manuel to send me a video uh, telling Zoe, like, have fun at your first Phillies game, which obviously I think is a lot more uh, exciting for the dad than for Zoe, but someday she'll be excited. Um, And then, like, Rob Brooks, John Brazier, again, Scott Franskin, Greg Murphy I mentioned, uh, Jeff Hakeman, Nick Marchetta, Casey Holcomb, uh, and a bunch of other people uh, are awesome High Hopes listeners at Fanavision uh, uh, are people like um, it was uh, uh, an amazing, awesome, unbelievable night. And, uh, you know, again, Cindy Webster on top of all of it, the one who made it all happen. And uh, I, you know, forever grateful to Cindy. But uh, um, it was uh, it was an awesome night. So uh, that was really cool. Now we can rip the Phillies, Jack, uh, for their performance this weekend. But um, definitely would be remiss if I started with anything else other than what I'll remember most from the weekend. Well, and in classic, you know, Phillies fashion, they had to, you know, make it painful. Uh, you <laughs> no, know, like, know. like welcome, welcome to fandom. Know. Uh, you know, I think I, I don't know. think you could have picked, honestly, a better game or a better like start to a series uh, than that one to really indoctrinate uh, Zoe into being a Phillies fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, like, you know. I'm not excited to remember nor admit down the road that her first major league home run live was Pete freaking Alonzo, like our, our number one enemy. So, um, yeah, it was awesome though. And everyone who made it happen, like I will be forever in your debt. It was the best night ever. Uh, more on Zoe's second Phillies game later, but, um, let's, uh, let's get to the weekend and just in general, look, we're not going to break down every game and every situation cause it sucked and there's not much exciting to talk about, but you know, um, let today, let's start with just today and kind of the, the roller coaster. obviously, you know, boom, one of the best games of his career, the two homers were massive. Wouldn't have even been in the game without him. Some key hits from people throughout the gene pinch hit, obviously. Um, but, Ultimately, you know, uh, we go into the game finding out about the Sir Anthony injuries. Knievel done for the season. We'll, we'll get into the effects of that more. But I think, you know, you really saw the effects of that in this game. And Robertson, who had had to pitch last night, you know, tries to get it done, just didn't have it. The, the bullpen prior to that doesn't have it. You know, Gibby maybe didn't have it tonight. Maybe. Oh, you know. shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Was it a big game? Was uh, it an important spot? Uh, but then on top of that, you know, Thompson – um, with a really disastrous decision to to put Sir into the game there instead of, you know, keeping that a one run game. There. I mean, it was like it, unbelievable um, that that was the decision he made. Um, what do you make it today? And kind of, you know, what were the things that stood out to you the most from? Again, you know, it really is. You know, that seven to one loss is still the worst loss of the season. But this yeah, this, this is like. Up there in the running for two, three, four, whatever it is, you know. Yeah, it was awful, um, and it was very Joe Girardi of uh, <laughs> of Rob Thompson to put in Tyler Sear or whatever. It really was. It really was. Honestly, Jack, it's the most Joe Girardi's been yet. I think that, like, if we had to pick one movie, he's had a couple moments, not many. This is the single most. I agree. And I'm not one to, uh, you know, I don't want to rip Zoe Seltzer. Uh, oh but- no. 
I mean, she's one in three in her career since becoming a Phillies fan. So that's uh, you know. <laughs> well, oh, and one at games live, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, are you sure you want to yeah. bring her to, to high hopes night on Friday? Yeah. I mean, the, the I recent know. track record I would know. not suggest. Well, she's decision. here's the thing. She's not going to stay for the whole game. So we'll see if that's a different mojo to it. She's definitely leaving early. So, OK, you know, Um. so today was just, you know, t- t- <laughs> of course, they have to blow three leads in, in one game. You know, it just can't just be a, a normal, brutal loss. You have to go from 4 nothing to 4-4 four, four, to 7-4 to 7-7 seven, seven, to 8-7 to 8 to 9-8, whatever, and then 10-8 because for some reason we have to put in a guy who just found out he was on a major league roster today. And I frankly, know. James, oh like, like I, I follow the minor leagues pretty closely. Never I, heard of him. Didn't he? I never knew he was on the no, roster. No, 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 no. Um, I don't know where Coonrod was in that situation. Frankly, I know he pitched two innings on Friday. I know that he's coming back from Tommy John, but uh, hey, kid, we're in a pennant race, so I might uh, even argue throw like whoever. Uh, uh who would well, I legitimately like, don't think they had another arm. Well, I, think, I, I like Cindergard for an inning, or you know, I know he's pitching tomorrow <laughs> for a but batter. Like, yeah, and he can't do that. But like, who's who's pitching on an off day? Like, you know, what I mean, like Nola. Can you pitch Nola for an inning or something? Like anything for a batter? <laughs> I I know what you mean, but like seriously, I know how crazy that is. But but throwing this kid in there, like who had no idea was going to pitch, who got to the stadium like an hour before or a couple hours before, whatever. Like that's nuts. Yeah, and I I promise I am not trying to sound old man yell at the cloud cloud whatever. Um. But this whole idea of I'm protecting David Robertson's health, like you're telling me that if he throws five more pitches. Well, that was what I was really going to say. At that point, just leave Robertson. I trust Robertson to figure it out with guts and guile more than than this kid, you know? Well, it's that. And it's also like Thompson said after the game, like, I'm not going to risk his health. And it's like, I understand. I don't want you to risk his health either. But, you know, like that's two outs in a one-run game. You know, just I don't think five more pitches is really going to be the the ultimate thing that's going to make everything fall apart. So, you know, I, I just I didn't think that was smart. And if he, if he starts getting ripped after that, whatever, um, that's fine. And then you, you, you put in Coonrod. Like, it's just there was no like that was managed like the Phillies were down by five or whatever. It was a one run game with two outs. It's a one like you still have a chance. You have Edwin Diaz, the best closer in the sport this year, coming in. Like you need that to stay at a one run game. To do that in that situation was so Girardi-ish. Um, so yeah, it it was. I I I got out of the car. I was still fuming. Uh, just just saying, Tyler Sear, really in that situation. Um, so it was just. Again, I, I mentioned it at the beginning of this podcast, but it was one of those, like, it, it felt like the Mets were the aggressor. It felt like the Mets were in our heads. And having a game like today, it's only going to further the, the, the belief in their head that the Mets are, are, are going to come back and they're going to have this fight and they're going to do whatever. And thankfully, they're not playing them again for the rest of the year, like whatever. And the only time they would have to face the Mets again would be in the postseason, and that's all well and good. Um, but what makes this weekend so frustrating and annoying is that the Phillies looked just outclassed, and I didn't totally think that was going to happen heading into the heading into the series. 
Yeah, I don't think any of us did. But at the same time, and they did, I agree with you. You know, they they did almost win today. And they again, that's nothing. They lost. It was horrible, all that. But they they came very close to splitting this series. Like the you know, margin between not splitting and splitting was pretty thin. And, you know, I agree with you. The Mets are just better. They're a better baseball team. They're better built. They're better put together. They believe in each other more. They've been better longer this season. They've had more time to believe in that and, and again, you know, know that they're going to come back in these games and, you know, have guys who come through in big spots and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, I do think that, that while, you know, it was a, a disappointing weekend and today that, the, you know, icing on it, yeah, they were very close to us coming out of the weekend saying, you know, uh, the Mets are better, but hey, I, you know, they pulled out a split. You know, it was close, but um, who'd have thunk again, you know, as usual, me being like, calm down, you panicking and saying the Phillies are screwed, just the classic, classic dynamic of the pod. Not saying that. I'm not classic. Saying that. No, I know, I know, I know. And look, again, I just like, here's, here's, here's how I need to explain this to you is that. I feel like my soul has just been crushed. I, <laughs> I really do. Like, like I had I'm so happy you're much taking this well. Well, I had just had so much expectations heading into this series. Like, I swear to God, James, I woke up on Friday morning with a knot in my stomach. Like, I was so nervous and excited heading into this weekend because I just wanted to see how this team would compete in that situation. And I leave it thinking, like, what the. Like, what was that? Like, what was Wheeler and Nola doing? You know, how did they blew, again, three leads today in one freaking game. Um, So it's like, I think I I feel so crushed because I was having visions of 07, and I was like, this is it. This is a big moment for this team. This is where we can, like, you know what it is? Is that I felt like this was the weekend that I could finally be like, no, this team's different. Like enough with the whole, oh, they're gonna collapse. Like no, they're they're good. They're good. And it's just like now we gotta deal with deal with meltdown city all the time. If they and then and then now we're gonna have to deal with oh my god, they they have an easy schedule. Like I know, <laughs> I know they have an easy schedule. I, I I understand it. Um, but I just I had this weekend so built up in my head of like it's. This is this is our moment to kind of recapture and show the Mets that I'm not going to run away with this thing. And I just, it was just crushing. It was a it was an absolutely crushing weekend, regardless of Zoe Zeltzer having a great first game. Yeah, see, and that's where we differ. I went in thinking the Mets are just a better baseball team, and I don't expect the Phillies to compete in this division. I, I'm hoping they make the playoffs, and I'm hoping maybe they make a little noise in the playoffs. And look, I do think that. There is a world where come October, uh, you know, what's today? Today's August 21st. Come October 21st, the Phillies are a better baseball team than the Mets. I think that's possible. We saw the Braves do that last year where the team they were on August 21st was very different from the team they were on September 21st than October 21st. Like, things can happen. Um, I just didn't build it up to I, – look, I wanted it. I'm with you, but I didn't – build it up as this, you know, massive showdown series like you did because I just think the Mets are further along right now and that's okay. And look, the Phillies kind of well, got... And you grew up, and you grew up a Mets fan. Oh, so. good one. 
Also, also, yeah, the the weekend I take my daughter to my first game in honor of my yes. father. I my father dies 18 years ago. The thing I do most of them is go to baseball games. It was like our formative thing. And then I finally take my daughter to a baseball game and, and you just come at me. It's just, it's ugly is what it is, Jack. I, I We can all see where you're at right now. I'm I'm just trying to say, hey, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. The Mets are good. It happens. It's not, the Phillies, it's not the Phillies okay, are dude. still a playoff team. They play well against a, Like, it's okay. It's okay. The injuries, they're getting crushed. Like, Harper's coming back. They're getting crushed by injuries. That I'm a lot more worried about Marsh, Sir Anthony, and, and the loss of Knable than I am about losing his, uh, three out of four of the Mets. Like, I just am. Like, but I understand. Look, I get it. I just think you had too much expectation for the series, and it sucked, and today's a crappy loss. But, you know, I, I think that this team all season long has had bad losses, had bad series, like the Cubs series, and, you know, obviously the start to the season and, and all that stuff, and they've lost Harper, and they've lost Gene, and they've lost guys for periods of time, and they've lost Schwarber for games, and, and yet they keep battling back, and they keep winning games, and they keep fighting through adversity. I just feel like because of a bad series against the Mets, I'm not going to count this team out. Like, I don't think they're going to make serious noise in the playoffs, but I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs. And I think there's a world where they can make noise in the playoffs and losing three or four this weekend to the Mets. While it certainly dampens my belief that that can happen, it doesn't extinguish it. You know what I'm saying? And, and not for me either. Like I, I think if they don't make the playoffs at this point, I would be, shocked frankly like i you know i think they i think they've proven enough over the the time that that thompson's been the manager that they're they're fine and they're gonna figure out ways to win games and yes their schedule is easy um man i we're on to cincinnati jack that's what i'm trying to say like like a famous coach once said we're on to cincinnati jack no i know i i i do except in philadelphia I do forget about the Cubs series a lot. I do. Uh, that was a that was a really another dark period. Yeah. Um. And yeah, like I listen. I think this team's gonna make the playoffs. I, I the, I'm believe me. I don't want people to misconstrue my frustration with this weekend, which with me thinking that the season's over because I don't. I think they're a good baseball team. It's just again, I I kind of wanted to see I how good. It. I get and, it. And I thought this was a good measuring stick series for are they going to make the playoffs? Are they going to make the playoffs and us believing in, you know, them? Or are they going to make the playoffs like the Eagles did last year? And, you know, like the Eagles made the playoffs last year and it was like, cool. I mean, the, you're the seventh seed and like you played a bunch I of crap teams to get there. I think they're better than that, though. Like they've had a good year. And they, again, like it's just the Mets. Like they've be, they've beaten other good teams like – I don't know. I, I get your point, but I think you're putting too much stock into one series against the, a team that has their number this year. Like, well, I mean, you got to remember, I went, I went, you know, it just is what it is. <laughs> like the Mets are just like they're to your point. The Mets are their daddy this year. That doesn't mean the Phillies can't still have a really nice year. You know, I listen, I agree. Um, but at the same time, I went into this series saying this is one of the most important weekends it. of my I life. I get it. You, 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 shocking. You put too much pressure on a weekend of Phillies baseball. That is very unlike you. All right. I want to get to the take bag in a second. Then I had a couple of things at the end, but quickly, because I mentioned it before and I did want to touch on it. Just your, you know, overall thoughts. We haven't talked since the March injury and then the, um, 
you know, Sir Anthony tricep injury, uh, you know, which luckily it looks like you know, he will be back from. And then obviously Knable, uh, we get the news that he's cooked for the season. It's a shame, obviously, um, you know, not a surprise uh, Knable historically. It feels like there's always a point where he's done for an extended period of time. It's just a bummer that it happened now. Um, your thoughts on those injuries and how they manage it? Oh, well, I've already cursed the baseball gods like a million times. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, why, why do you have to do this? You know, like the second that we have a lot of good feelings uh, you know, about the team, about where we're at and, oh my God, Sir Anthony's like the, the reliever I've trusted the most since like 08 Lidge. It's, you know, it's just like every time, once again, any time you start believing in this team and believing in things, it's like, oh, here's a nice reminder. Oh, you lost your center fielder that was like starting to show some signs of life at the plate. Oh, you're going through a lot. Guess what? Uh, you're going to lose Sir Anthony for a period of time. Oh, uh, a reliever that you brought in that was starting to turn the corner a little bit and was settling into a role. Bang, done for the year. Now, the Canable thing isn't a disaster because like Coonrod can take his spot and it's not going to be a big deal. The Sir Anthony thing is a, is a totally different story. You know, it seems like it's more precautionary than anything. Um, but you're putting a lot of pressure on Robertson, on Brogdon, on Hand, on Alvarado, on Coonrod, on Bellotti. And those guys have done it this year. Uh, it was mildly concerning seeing Brogdon's fastball be 94 today. Um, you know, he's been kind of up in the 97 range for a little bit now. And that was, uh, yeah, it's just something to monitor as we go forward. Um, and like, dude, he's been so good. And like, dude, Mark Kanye, really, I mean, seriously, like, why does that have to be Mark Kanye? Like, he's fine. Whatever. Like having Alonzo hit moonshots off us is, is like, that's kind of expected. You know, I actually, how much blame do you put on me for Alonzo just being a Phillies killer now? Because like. I, I hate Pete Alonso. Like, it's just... Yeah, we know. We, we, We've talked about it. I mean, I think, obviously, as with most of these things, a majority of it should be heaped your way. I really feel that way. Like, if I don't go so hard on how much Pete Alonso is a dork and, you know, like, that if he didn't hit baseballs, like, he'd be a total loser, um, I feel like he wouldn't be crushing the Phillies. But since I just went so aggressive at, at, at Pete, this is how I get rewarded, which is just another example of, like, never get confident. Like, just... If you ever want to come to me for life advice, which I'm sure that you probably need to do, James, um, and I'm sure that many of our listeners do, mm-hmm. like they look at me and they're like, you know what? I do want to get some life advice from him. Um, my big piece of life advice is uh, don't ever be confident in anything because it's all going to come crumbling down. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I would if I were giving life advice, I would I would say the exact opposite, essentially. Um you know, confidence, comfort in your own skin, probably the key to life. Um, but um, I will say, uh, if I were to ask you life advice, my question would be, how long till I can go to bed, Jack? Um, that's my question. We're at that point in the pod, and that point in the pod. It's only 32 minutes all right, in, Bell. All right. You got I at know. least another half yeah, hour. I, 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 wish, I wish we could sometimes maybe do a short pod, but it never happens, but... Um, it's okay. How are um, we supposed to do how, yeah. how, I want you to explain to me I how know. in the world I that know. we are supposed to do a short pod I when, know. We're not. when this we're weekend happened. Obviously we're not. It didn't happen. It's over. You got the take bag, which is like a, you know, 45 minute odyssey for you. Uh, all right. Take bag coming up in a second. 
Um, shout out to Miller Lite, the uh, the one constant that always yes. comes through for the Phillies. And and the one season. thing that makes you feel better after these uh, brutal losses. Oh, my God. Totally. I was on SNY with a Miller Lite in hand. It was always first game. Shout out to SNY for putting me on the air with the Miller Lite, just pumping out that, that awesome Miller Lite information. We love it. Um, and uh, uh, shout out to the Miller Lite Restaurant of the Week this week, Bailey's Bar and Grill in Levittown. 16 beers on tap, including, of course, Miller Lite. $3 drafts for all Phillies games uh, beer store with a, a selection of over 240 beers for takeout. Uh, Bailey's Bar and Grill dot com. Excuse Is me. Is that ba- Bailey Falters? Is that Bailey Falters? I bar could be. I think you got to go find out. Um, or you can go to Bailey's Bar and Grill PA dot com to find out, Jack, or to place online orders. How about that? And uh, also we have a uh, or for takeout orders. We also have a $50 gift card courtesy of Bailey's that you can win if you go to 94WIP.com and click on the contest page. That's good stuff. And, of course, as we mentioned before, coming up on Friday, this upcoming Friday, the 26th, Phillies Pirates. The next Ring the Bell night at Miller Lite Liberty Landing. High Hopes Night at Citizens Bank Park. Um, 26 against the Pirates. Jack and I are going to be there from 535 on in the landing, 705 first pitch. Um, listen to WIP this week. We will be giving tickets away again on WIP, so check that out. And obviously, you can buy tickets online or whatever, but um, uh, check it out. You should be able to win tickets on WIP if you pay attention. And uh, you know, uh, I know we'll be giving them away on our show at least for the first few days this week for sure. So um, Friday night, I hope saying, so. like I mentioned before, Emily and Zoe are locked in. They are coming at least for the first few innings. They'll be there at five thirty with me. So there you go. How about that, Jack? Zoe well, Seltzer's just- first uh, high hopes appearance. Well, it'll be just me, so sorry to disappoint uh, all of our <laughs> all of our listeners, but uh, just gonna be me. So uh, I'm coming solo, and I, I'll be there. Oh um, well, that's all right. People have met Joe before. People have not yes. met Zoe before, so that's okay. Yes, no, it'll yeah. be great. So obviously, our nights are very fun. Um, they've been hot this year at High Hopes Nights, I believe. Oh yeah, undefeated, undefeated. Yeah, not going well. So. And and of course, smart marketing by Miller Lite and everyone involved. You know, picking some cupcakes <laughs> to, to make sure that we have some. I'll uh, take it. I'll take it. Yeah, Jack. of course. Yeah, and uh, yeah, of course. If you listen to us, if you talk to us, if you talk to other people that go to High Hopes Nights, they're always a a really really good time. So, um, thoroughly uh, looking forward to it. And as always, can't wait to see our people. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right. Um, take bag, buddy. Go ahead. Take bag. Um, all right. I want to start off on a positive note. And I know this is wow, going to sound. I didn't know you had that in you tonight. Uh, dude, you know, you, you know, I'm positive most of the time. It's just this weekend took a lot out of me. Like, frankly, this weekend, it really did. Like, no, I, it, could tell, I, I could tell. I could tell. We're on to Cincinnati, like, Jack. Just keep no, saying that. No, I know. That. I know. I just, and I feel like I need to tell you and, and tell all of our listeners, like, I can't explain to, to, to people how much, like, I, I love this baseball team. Like it's it's well, you don't need to. Everyone listens. We know. know. It's like I you know. bear your soul every week with it. I Dude, think we all every, know. It, Honestly, we all know. Honestly, even for the disease fans, your love is is unhealthy. So yes, we get it. So like, it's like this weekend where it's it's the classic. You know, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed, and uh, like that's that's and. <laughs> 
I just, I love them so much. And for them to do that was personally insulting to me. Um, and I just, I just, I, I don't know if I'm, it's going to take, like, I don't really need to watch tomorrow night. Like they'll probably beat the Reds and I don't really care. You not, sounds- uh, here's what I'll say. You not having started the take bag yet is personally offensive to me. So good. I'm just, I'm just trying to drag this out as long as possible. Um, so my first take in the take bag is tell me now again, this might be getting ahead of myself. Oh, when don't when does that stop you ever? But tell me you didn't feel like you're watching a little bit of Cliff Lee last night watching Bailey Falter. Oh my god. Like, Alright. I just I'm sitting this little. one out. Yeah, I'm sitting this one out. <laughs> just, well, dude, when he got dude, all I'm saying is that when he got in that rhythm from like the third through sixth inning, I was like, dang. It's Cliff Lee back for the fills. So um <laughs> We're back in on Billy Falter. Yeah, Never you definitely need to do one of those polls. Which member of the podcast compared Billy Falter to Cliff Lee tonight? Just, just go back and rewatch and tell me you didn't feel like you're watching Prime, like 2009. Cliff I don't. Lee. I don't have to rewatch. I'm good. because you lived it. Um, <laughs> I'm just telling you, there's okay. a little bit of Cliff Lee. We're back in on Billy Falter. If they want to move this, on, was from- this just like a last minute edition of the Take Bag just to? You know, mess with me to make this go longer. Is this just a, a, a bit or a gag or something? Well, there's no there's no bit here. I <laughs> legitimately believe in Billy Falter, okay, and I good. always will be. Um, James, not only was this weekend personally insulting to me and, and everyone involved, but on top of it, the, the, the fact that they let a, the, the, the leader of the seven line throw out a first pitch because he bought whatever, like fifteen hundred tickets, is just so embarrassing. Wait, what and is this? Wait, the what? The what? Did you not? Did you not see this? No, tell me about. It. They led the leader okay. of who? The seven line is like the high hopes community of the Mets. Oh no! Are you kidding me? Yeah. What and are you? I almost cursed. Did you hear that? Yes. If people are rewind, you can hear me like say the beginning of a letter. Right, uh, dude. That's an embarrassment. Why? Why? Yes. All right. Well, deep breaths. I know. This no. is why Take Bag exists. Um, so the leader of the seven line, you know, they come down, they buy 1,500 tickets to the first game yesterday, and the Phillies let him throw out the first pitch because he bought that many tickets, and he goes out there in a men's jersey and throws out the first pitch. Like, if you want to talk about the vibes just being completely off from day wow, one. Wow, man. Like, that is... Astounding, yeah. What are we yeah. doing here? It was, it was, and it, and 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 listen, I I I love T Mac, I love Croc, whatever. But the fact on Friday night, I have to be subjected to the fanatic eating in the booth when this the season is melting down in front of my eyes was insulting. Having to oh, deal I with, can't, I I won't get get on him about that. It's a broadcast. No, it, no, but no, but the, no, the Mets are, no, for, no, no, Mets no, no, no. fan first. This is a real. This is supposed to be a real baseball team. I don't need the mascot being in the in the freaking uh, broadcast booth as the as as wow. as Nola is. Jack is, is, Fritz hates the fanatic. That's the well, new take tonight wow the fanatic we should stop fine. this conversation before you get in trouble because this is a 
a horrible road to go down. Just don't even begin to start to start. What else you got in the take back? I know done? it's I know it's Zoe's close personal friend. The yes, fanatic. yeah, don't don't do it's it. It's not it, it, you're, you're, this is not about the fanatic. It's about that I'm supposed to be treating this team like a serious baseball team, and on Friday night I got to deal with as Nola's not having any good inning. You really have we're, a we're, lot of picadillos with this team. You really find like the littlest, you know, kind of things and make them into something that is really not what they are they let a Mets fan throw out the well that agree see you had me and then you lost me you know you you always go too far if you had just stopped after that I've been like Jack one of the best points you've ever made on this podcast I couldn't agree more it's an embarrassment I can't believe they did it but then you you take it to the next step and say no fanatic in the booth what are you doing I just want my team to act like adults (laughs) I really do like I just and enough with the little league stuff. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need it. I don't need it. It's. It's again. Again. Let's. Let's grow up a little bit and let's act like we've been in a freaking planet pennant race before. Seriously, can we just act like we've been there before? But no, we got to deal with eating in the booth and everything. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and and let you let a Mets fan throw out a first. Pitch. Yeah, that's that's just especially it's, not just a Mets fan, but like a a Mets fan with a platform. Like that's just crazy. like I think. Hold on, like are we if we if we got yeah? What I, can we do theater. that? Like I'm I'm down. Like I would love to. That's like a lifelong dream to throw out a first pitch. Like literally, have never wanted anything more in my life. How about you do it for the the people that actually adore your team? That'd be cool. Uh, we we have a high hopes night uh, a couple times a year. Can we throw out a first pitch? We will sell at least five percent of that many tickets. So, you know, right, right. And I mean, as a as a guy that's thrown out a first pitch oh, one buddy. time, Did yeah, you, yeah, mm, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, listen, I, I threw I threw a pitch, I threw a first pitch. It was seventy nine miles an hour with Derek low level sync to it. And it was a, it was a really good pitch up at Reading, and that that magical it was night. a really good pitch. I, I it was a great pitch. I'm very proud of you, buddy. What do you got next here? I don't know. I'm gonna see how, how long I can go. I here. know. I know. I'm really. It's really nice here, man. Um, here's something for you. What do you think about Eflin to the pen? If this thing doesn't, like if, if the, the, the pen issues are there, they have the starting rotation, they seem like they have their five in order. Eflin to the pen. Would you uh, you bring him back for what? Like uh, be like a long reliever, take the Nick Nelson role and, and see if he can work his way into high leverage roles and possibly be uh, another leading weapon for this team? Why the hell not, Jack? That's where I'm at with that, buddy. Why the hell not? I know. It's shocking, man. Like, I... I, I I like completely forget. Me too. Zach Me too. Here. Totally forgot. Like he's just so, uh, you know, out, out of there. sight, out of mind, as they say. The Sir Anthony inning, uh, the Sir Anthony injury is just crushing, and and it seems like it's precautionary, but he has just been so good for so long this year. And losing Knable is one thing. I just losing Sir Anthony for a long period of time, and he's gonna miss the next like fifteen days, regardless. But losing him for Anything more than that or, or the, the worst case scenario uh, would just be absolutely crushing. So, um, you know, I'm just really need Sir Anthony to come back and be okay. Um, here's a question for you. What is the smarter way 
and I was thinking about this today, did it help that he hit a home run late in the game? Sure. But honestly, I felt this way before. Like, I really like Gene Segura. Like, I, 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 I like the way – I like his attitude. I like his hitting style. I like his defense. I like everything. Um, is the smartest move for next year to re-sign him for, like, I don't know, $25 million for two years uh, and have Stoppy the shortstop and then spread the possible Trey Turner money around on other pieces of the roster? Or is it let Segura walk and you have Stott at second and you sign Trey Turner? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it really is all dependent upon what other pieces you're getting and how much you're spending on everything and and all that and how much Gene co- might cost. He might even be cheaper, you know, depending on how the market plays out. You never know. Um, but, you know, it's hard to not say I want Trey Turner, right? Um, but, look, we've also done this in the past where we want the big ticket guys, and then it's like, oh, you should have spread the money around. You should have gotten two starters instead of the big money guy and all that. So, I don't know. I got to let that stew a little bit. I'm not there yet, Jack. I'm on Cincinnati right now. How many times do we need to talk about this, buddy? I'm on to Cincinnati. By the way, wild thing with Gene, I totally forgot, and they mentioned it during the broadcast tonight uh, when he hit that homer. I, I always forget that, um, you know, because I always get wrapped up in the uh, Phillies being the – you know, longest National League team and, and second longest team in baseball without making the playoffs. And then, you know, obviously the Mariners, the longest in baseball. And, of course, the you know, two of the teams that Gene spent the most time in, uh, Philly and, and Seattle. And, and I always forget that he's the active player with the most games played who hasn't made the playoffs. So it's like, um, you know, I always forget personally for him, too. It's just like he just like us, man. He's right there with us right now. I think JT's like third too. So. Wow, great, <laughs> it's been a, been a good great. Run. Um, but yeah, no, I just I, I really like Segura, and I'm not like totally prepared to move on from this offseason. So, uh, whatever. Uh, listen, Rob Thompson has made a couple of disappointing decisions recently. Whatever. I don't know who is is helping make this lineup, but for the love of of all that is you know holy. Can we stop playing Matt Veerling against righties? Like, he can't hit him. Like, he can't hit righties. Just put Maton in left, let him face righties, and I promise you, you have a better chance to win. And I know it's coming from a guy that wanted to see Matt Veerling play every day, whatever, at the trade deadline. But holy cow, has he just been brutal for a little bit, uh, a good stretch now. I mean, Bradley Zimmer is really bad um but he's obviously going to be in center field he's a left-handed bat he can play good defense whatever can we just stop with matt veerling and left against righties in the mound and just put mayton there i find it very hard to believe that the defense will take a huge step back given how athletic he is and given that we've watched schwarber and reese hoskins a couple of years and le- <laughs> go and left just let mayton play left against righties and let Veerling get a t- couple days off, and when a lefty is in there, let him play. But, oh, my gosh, I can't handle it anymore, James. Cosign. Good. Um, they lost to a guy today by the last name of Butto. That's just uh, <laughs> infuriating. <laughs> um, and my final thing in the take bag is, well, two things. Uh, one, 
I know they shot it down today. I know Rob Thompson shut it down today. But you can't convince me that there's not a chance that Griff McGarry comes up and is a September piece in this bullpen to give them legitimate strikeout stuff. Now, I think that they were a bit deterred because he walked five guys in his last outing. And that's fine. I mean, his command is not there. It's not where it needs to be um, to be like a legitimate high-level major league starter. But if there's one guy in this system right now that I think can come up and get strikeouts at the, at the big league level, it's Griff McGarry. So um, I, if Sir Anthony is legitimately done for the year, which I don't think he is, and I don't think I think he's going to be okay. But at the, at the worst-case scenario happens, I would just call up Griff and see how it goes. Yeah. I agree, and and look, let's hope they don't have to uh, deal with that. But um, look, nice stretch of baseball coming up. You know, four against the Reds, uh, three against Pittsburgh, three against Arizona. So um, good stuff coming up. Hopefully, folks can take advantage. And I know you're you're down now, but hopefully, next time we talk, they'll be uh, much better shape too. Oh, listen, it's a good week to beat up on some bad baseball. Teams, that's what I'm so talking about, pal. That's what we a, a do. win is a win, Jack. That's what they say. Um, two quick things. Um, right before we started recording, announced that the Phillies will be playing in the uh, in the Little League World Series Williamsport game next year uh, against the Nats. Super cool, love that. The obviously we've talked about that in the past, but big fan of that, so that'll be fun. Um, and second thing is Destiny Gardo pointed out. Um, JT, we were speaking of Gene Segura before. JT Romito hit his uh, 200th career double uh, today. No round of applause by the home says. Uh, fans as pointed out by by destiny so still maybe just pound for pound moment for moment the single weirdest thing that's happened in the last five years in philadelphia like just so insane uh all right that's all i got you got anything else pal oh i would be remiss if i didn't end this podcast that has filled me with so much misery and sadness and um that has just really this weekend crushed my soul if I didn't end that type of podcast in talking about Mick Abel and, and Andrew Painter, I mean, I know you're dying to go to bed. I can just feel it mm-hmm. in, in your in your soul mm-hmm. 51 minutes into this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you that Andrew Painter is legitimately a top 10 prospect in baseball right now and very possibly the best pitching prospect in baseball. His first double A start as the youngest player in the league. He goes six innings with eight strikeouts and doesn't allow a run. And in watching it today, his fastball is freaking absurd. So uh, Andrew Painter is legitimately giving me like a lot of hope about the future. Nick Abel, I think, is going to be disgusting. I think he has a long. I think he has to uh, work on his command a little bit. And watching his start last night, but Andrew Painter is so the real deal. It's not even funny. So um, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. So, you know, ending this podcast on a positive note is that we have two future aces to add to Wheeler and Ola next year that I can't wait for. And Griff McGarry in the bullpen in September has me very, very giddy. I love it. See, you always find a way to bring it back around, Fritzy. It's good. All right. uh, We'll be back at some point this week after the Red Series. Pirates coming up. We'll we'll be back. Um, And again, Friday night, high hopes, ring the bell night, uh, the 26th. Uh, we'll be down there again. Listen to WIP for the opportunity to win tickets this week. And again, um, or buy tickets come to the game. We will be down there and shout out to Miller Light for that. So uh, until then, he's for some seltzer. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>